This morning, if you have your Bible with you, we're going to be in Mark 16. Um, so excited about this this morning. So excited to, to jump into this word and just to see what God has to say. Um, can I just say real quick, Happy Easter. Um, I didn't get, I'm used to, there was, uh, I don't know if you're there Good Friday, but it was loud, so I'm used to that now, so we're going to do that. Uh, Happy Easter. Uh, That's better. Maybe we get a couple hundred more in here and it'd be lit. Um, But man, um, man, so excited about this this morning. Um, Just can I just say um, Good Friday was awesome. Uh, man, such a beautiful moment just to come around God in the middle of our city and, and celebrate the cross. We're going to talk about that next week because um, we don't run a time limit today, unfortunately. Uh, so you picked a good one because the nine, I have to be done, right? So <laughs> that's why you guys, it's not because you wanted to wake up early. It's because you knew I had to shut up. Um, but that's okay. Um, man, thank you for being here this morning. Uh, if you had anything to do with Good Friday at all, um, I'm not going to go through a list, but thank you. Um, uh, it's such a beautiful moment. Um, I've got stories I'll share with you um, next week, but this morning uh, we're going to come around this empty tomb and uh, we're going to celebrate what God has done and uh, we're going to do that in Mark 16. So if you have your Bible, you can flip there. Um, a lot of stuff has kind of went down in the story of Jesus since Friday. On Friday we left, right, with Jesus saying, it is finished breathing out his last, the veil being ripped from top to bottom, God saying everybody can come in, the door is open, heaven is open, and everybody has a shot, and that's the moment we walked away from, but since then, um, they've taken Jesus' body down from the cross, Jesus is not still hanging on the cross, thank God, right, um, and uh, we, we've moved beyond that, and um, Joseph of Arimathea um, took Jesus' body and he placed it in his tomb, um, Jesus didn't have a tomb. Jesus didn't actually even need one for very long. He just wanted to rent it for a couple of days. Um, and uh, they put Jesus' body in the tomb late on uh, Friday evening, and uh, they had to kind of rush the funeral arrangements, which is okay with Jesus. He didn't need a funeral. Um, and uh, Saturday, it was the Sabbath day, the day of rest, and uh, the story kind of winds down for a minute because nobody can do anything on the Sabbath day because it's the day of rest, right? So Jesus was resting. He was obeying the law even in death. I'm just going to lay here for a day, right? Sunday, I'm coming up out of here, but you guys don't know that yet. And then here we are on uh, Sunday morning, and uh, that's where we enter the story in uh, chapter 16. It says, when the Sabbath or the day of rest was over, um, Mary Magdalene, which is one of Jesus's probably closest female friends, right? Like she's in the Bible 12 times. That's more times than a lot of the disciples ever made it into there. Uh, Also, fun fact, a lady that Jesus cast seven demons out of. I didn't even know that, right? Um, Cast seven demons out of this lady. So she had firsthand seen and been able to appreciate um, this, this man, Jesus. And when he did that, she was so overcome by, man, look at what God has done for me that she just followed Jesus around for the rest of his days. And, uh, I think it's amazing here in the story of God that the first lady that comes to the resurrected tomb of Jesus is a lady that used to be possessed by demons, right? Man, if that can't get you in the story, you can get in the story tonight. I just want you to know, if you've not been that far, you can still get in the story at the resurrected tomb here because this lady was possessed by seven demons. I don't know what you've done, but that's probably not the same, right? And, and then Jesus casts those things out, and she's the first lady to make it into the resurrection story. It says uh, Mary Magdalene was there, and it says Mary, the mother of James, 
I had to look her up because who knows who that is. This is the only time I found her. Um, but this is uh, Mary, the mother of the disciple James, not James like the one that Jesus loved or John, the one that Jesus loved and his brother, but like James, uh, the lesser, a guy that you probably didn't even know there were two James. This is the mother of the second James, the one that's unknown. Um, but she makes it into the story of God at the resurrected tomb. And then Salome, a lady, who knows who that lady is? It's a couple options. Could have been Jesus's aunt. Um, could have been uh, one of the other disciples' moms, James and John, sons of Zebedee. Could have been their mom. Uh, that's the two prevailing theories. doesn't really matter. But all these ladies make it into the story here um, at, the, at the tomb. And it says there, um, br- they brought these spices so they could go and anoint him. And what they're bringing these spices for is not because we're going to have a big resurrection party at the tomb. But these ladies uh, were expecting to go and find a, a dead Jesus. I know and you know that Jesus taught, uh, if you've ever read the Gospels over and over again, like, I'm going to be killed. We didn't expect that, right? He said it, but we didn't get it. And then he said, and I'm going to be resurrected. But he said it, but we didn't get it. And these ladies here are going to the tomb, and they're doing something that's very traditional uh, in this time period, something that actually would have been done on Friday night had it not been running into the Sabbath. See, they didn't have time to get Jesus' body fully prepared for burial on Friday night because the law of Moses says on Sabbath day, you don't do anything. You've got to just kind of lay around the house. You can't get up and cook. You better have something to eat close by because you can only take this many steps. So they couldn't get up and and get everything ready on Saturday. So on Saturday, they rested. And on Sunday, they got up as early as they could, got all this stuff together to go and to anoint or to kind of rub Jesus down with these spices. See, in this culture, they didn't bury people under the ground. They buried people in caves above the ground. And you can kind of imagine how without maybe some help, um, that could be pretty fragrant, right? So they're bringing these spices here to rub Jesus down so that as he decayed, he wouldn't smell so much. They were expecting to go to a funeral of Jesus, and they woke up early in the morning, and they got all the spices together, and they went to prepare the body of their friend Jesus for burial. And it says they did this very early in the morning on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, by the way. Um, And it says they went to the tomb at sunrise. Now, basically, is they went as early as the law would allow them to go. They weren't going because, man, Jesus is going to be awake. We better get to the tomb. They were going because, man, they were heartbroken that on Friday, they didn't have time to prepare to pay their full respects to Jesus. This was a friend, right? They, Jesus, they, these women had been in Jesus' life for some time. Mary had, had seen the work of God through Jesus. She was possessed by seven demons, whatever that feels like. You probably don't know, hopefully, um, and I don't know. And that had been cast out of her, and then, man, that will produce a love for somebody. I'm just going to say. And then to think, man, I, I didn't even get to really pay my last respects to him. I didn't, he's just laying there. He's been there for like a day now, and I, I've not been able to do anything. That'd be frustrating. So they wake up early to go prepare the body of this man that they care so much about, and they get to the tomb around sunrise, and they're even having this conversation when they get there. Who's going to roll the stone from the entrance of the tomb for us? Who's, who's going to move that stone? See, Jesus' tomb was not a big tomb. 
The story makes it sound big, but it wasn't a big tomb. The, the doorway was somewhere less than four to six feet, and the, t- the stone would have been about one inch thick, but that would have left that stone, depending upon what kind of stone it was, to be about a 2,000 to 4,000 pound chunk of rock. And here are three women rolling up to the tomb. They could have been bodybuilders. They're not going to get that thing off, right? And they're walking up, and they're like, man, who's going to move the stone for us? See, they were resting in the house all day Saturday, and they missed the whole part of the story where they placed the guards in front of the tomb to make sure the disciples didn't steal the body. The disciples couldn't even steal the body because they didn't even know there were guards at the tomb, right? So they're coming up. Who's, who's going to move the stone? How, how are we going to do this? I don't really even have a plan. I just need to get to the thing and do what I need to do. I just need to bury my friend, and I don't have all the pieces together, and I don't even know what that's going to look like. Overcome with grief, right? Overcome with sadness and sorrow with the loss of this loved one, Jesus. So they roll up to the tomb, and they're like, I don't even know how I'm going to get in there, but I've got to get in there. And it says that in verse 4, looking up, they observed that the stone, which was very large, very heavy, had already been rolled away. Now, in our reading of this, it's like, oh, great, a miracle. That's amazing. The stone's not there. We needed asking you shall receive, right? We were wondering how we're going to get the stone away, and now the stone's already away, and that's beautiful, and didn't have to ask anybody. But they weren't expecting a resurrection, Man, when they saw the stone rolled away, they wouldn't have been thinking, oh, this is beautiful, man. I'm going to just, Jesus, where are you at? Like, are you out of here? They would have immediately jumped to, man, something's happened to the body. Man, maybe the, maybe the Pharisees come and took the body, or maybe the Romans come and took the body somewhere that we don't know where it is. Read the other stories. They even ask these questions, right? Like, well, what have you done with the body of Jesus? Where is he? They've been maybe even thought, oh man, this stone is rolled away. Now animals have access to the tomb. Animals, and I'm not even going to get into that, but you can figure it out. They wouldn't have thought, man, Jesus is resurrected. They'd have thought, man, I hope nothing has happened to the body. So they would have rushed into the tomb, kind of worried about this moment. And it says in 5, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side and they were amazed and alarmed now they were amazed because you're not supposed to be in here and they were alarmed because they're still not really sure what's going on with the body of jesus i don't know if you can imagine this but when they got into the tomb they were expecting to find either an empty tomb where's my friend gone or a tomb where something maybe bad had possibly happened to the body of Jesus. And when they rush in the tomb, what they find is not something bad that's happened to the body of Jesus. They, f- they see an angel sitting kind of at the right side of, of the place where Jesus had been laying. This kind of freaked them out because it's not what they were expecting. See, the truth of it is, man, when you enter a tomb... You, you expect there to be something in there, but you don't expect it to be an angel, right? See, the, the truth of it is, uh, people say all the time, the tomb is empty, the tomb is empty. No, the tomb is not empty. The tomb is full, right? There's a couple women standing in there, there's an angel in there. The, the tomb is full of stuff, 
It's just absent of the one thing that we expect to be in the tomb. Can I just tell you this morning that the tomb is, in this story, full of an angel, right? There's a young man sitting there in a white robe like light. And he's sitting beside the place where Jesus' body is supposed to be. In this story, there's a tomb full of women. But can I just share with you maybe something for us? that The tomb is still full this morning. It's full of hope, right? It's full of hope because Jesus is not in the tomb. It's full of life this morning. It's not full of death. We expect to find in the tomb right, sorrow, sadness, hurt, heartache, a body. We expect to find a dead Jesus in the tomb, but the tomb's not full of any of that stuff. The tomb's full of hope. The tomb's full of life. The tomb's full of better days, right? The, the, the tomb is full of future. The, to, the tomb is full of healing, right? The tomb is full of rest. The tomb is full of love and mercy and grace. The tomb is full of stuff because it, Jesus isn't in there. Amen? I'll just say that again for us this morning. The tomb is full of stuff. The tomb is not empty. The tomb is full this morning. It's full of all kinds of stuff. It's full of love and hope and mercy and grace and a future and better days. It's full of healing. It's full of, it's full of help for the broken. It's full of all kinds of stuff because it's empty of Jesus. So these women rush down into the tomb and they see this angel sitting there in a long white robe, and he's sitting on the right side of this bed that Jesus would have been laid on, the stone bench. And it says they were amazed because Jesus was not there, and they were alarmed because Jesus was not there. Because <laughs> they were expecting a funeral, and what they got was a whole lot more and a whole lot better. And it says, this angel says this in verse 6, don't be alarmed. Oh, you can be amazed, right? You, you keep on being amazed. You keep, that's, that's the thing this morning. Be amazed at the tomb. You don't have to be alarmed. Every time you see an angel in the Bible, this is the words they start with. Angels, not the little cute babies that we think of. But he looks at these women. He's like, don't be amazed, he told them. You are looking for Jesus. I know why you're here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm completely 100% aware why you showed up at the tomb this morning. You're looking for Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he even goes on, the Nazarene. I'm going to let you know, I'm, you're at the right tomb here this morning. You came to the right place. You're looking for Jesus, and you're looking for Jesus from Nazareth. You got the right tomb. You know, uh, even, I'll even go on and narrow it down some more, because maybe there's like two or three Jesuses from Nazareth. Um, but I'm going to let you know, this is the one that was crucified. Oh, you're at the right tomb. Yeah, this is, yeah, if there was like a little marking on the outside, it would say, Jesus, Nazarene, the one who was crucified. You're at the right place. I, I want you to know when you showed up to the garden this morning, you didn't get Jesus from, you know, Galilee. You didn't get that guy or Jesus from Jericho. You didn't get that guy. You got Jesus from Nazareth. And it didn't like Jesus number two from Nazareth. This is like the one, you know, the one who Friday, you remember that? You were there, right? You all were there. Friday, the one who hung on the cross, you know, the one that they had pierced, that Jesus, the one that you saw die, he really did. You know, the one that was crucified, you're at the right tomb. You just came at the wrong time. You, you, you're looking for Jesus from Nazareth, right? The one that was crucified. Uh, well, um, you're late. Because he has been resurrected. Amen? Amen. I mean, that's still good this morning, right? You can be amazed. Don't be alarmed. You can be amazed. It's still good this morning. You showed up at the right place because this is the tomb. It's the hole, right, where Jesus of Nazareth, the one who was crucified. Yeah, you should have come on Saturday. 
Because here today, I just want you to know it's not Jesus' tomb anymore because he's gone. He's been resurrected. A term they had to, by the way, invent after the resurrection, right? Nobody had ever done this before. Jesus is making up words here in the middle of the Bible because it means to bring someone who is previously dead back to life. And you can't do that. Jesus wasn't tired. I'm gonna late. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been healing, man. It's been hard. I'm gonna just take a nap for a couple of days. I'm gonna hang out in the tomb all day Saturday and just rest. It's gonna be a nice day. And then Saturday I'm coming out. He wasn't tired. He was dead. The term itself means he didn't like just kind of faint on the cross. He died on the cross. He quit breathing. And he didn't quit breathing for like two minutes, get a little CPR and come back. He was dead. All night Friday, all day Saturday, and early morning Sunday, he was dead. But they showed up too late, and the angel had already come in, and God had already said, get up. And he said, hey, I'll just, I'm going to stay here. You just stay here. I'm, I'm going to resurrect me. I'm getting out of here. And you just stay here, and when the women get here, you tell them, I'm alive, okay? I'm getting out of here. Not my tomb anymore. And the angel sits there, and he's just like, I'll wait. Come in. Hey, don't be freaked out. Uh, this is the right place. You're late. He, you don't need the spices. Lay the spices down. He's alive. It says he has been resurrected. He's not here. Why you come to a graveyard? Jesus doesn't need no funeral. He told you he was going to be alive, right? Uh, but just so you know, and I love this, he says, hey, um, see the place where they put him? I'm... Um, he was here, right? This is, you, you can come look. You come feel it, man. It's not a trap door. Try to pull up on that. Come examine the place where they put him. You come check it out. And it's still the same invitation today to all the skeptics. God's not worried, right, about if you're going to disprove the resurrection. I'm just going to let you know, people have been trying for 2,000 years to get rid of the resurrection. And I guarantee you some of those people were far smarter than us. And none of them, not one, for 2,000 plus years now has been able to say and prove, hey, Jesus, right, is still dead. See, the burden is on them. The burden ain't on Jesus. He's alive. He don't have to prove that he's innocent. They got to prove he's guilty, right? He's alive. And nobody for 2,000 plus years now has been able to say anything different, and they never will. Man, people have tried. They spent money and effort and power to try to stamp out the name of Jesus, and nobody's ever been able to do it. And God's invitation every one of those days is like, come on in here. That's where he was. Come look at the tomb. You know where it is? Come on. Come in here. This is Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. This is the one. This is where they laid him. Come check it out. Forensic this thing if you want to. Go do some eyewitness stuff if you want to, because you're never going to prove Jesus is dead because he's not dead. He's alive. Come check it out. It's still the same invitation today. Come try it, right? Old Testament, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. God's always said, hey, come check it out. Maybe you're a skeptic. He said, you don't have to believe right now. You don't have to right now latch on to everything and be like, man, that's the deal, 100%. But he said, you can investigate it. Throw into it. Go. Try to prove me wrong. I'm not afraid of it. Spend all your life, all your effort trying to prove me wrong. And at the last day, when you're breathing your last breath, you're going to see Jesus. And he ain't going to be in a tomb. Come check it out.
come and see the place where they put him. Aren't you glad this morning that the angel didn't just meet him in front of the stone? And still laying there in front of the tomb. Hey, take my word for it. He ain't in there. You, no, you can't go in, but he's not in there. Aren't you glad the angel didn't just kind of meet him at the door? Oh, yeah, the stones rolled away, and I wish you could come in here, but you can't come in here, but I'm going to stand at the door, and I'm just going to tell you he's not in there. God didn't invite us to come and take his word for it, right? That Jesus wasn't dead. He didn't invite us to come and kind of just hope in that direction that Jesus wasn't dead. He said, come all the way in. Come all the way in. Come, no, don't stop at the steps. Come all the way in. No, come around the corner. Come in here. Come. I'm going to sit down so you know where he was. You come and see. See, the truth of it this morning is um, you don't have to take my word for it that Jesus is alive. You don't have to trust in my experiences that Jesus is alive. You can come and see for yourself. You can check it out. See, that's always the invitation of the gospel. It's not for one or two or the super religious or the preacher or the singer or the whoever. It's not for them. It's for us. And when God come up out of that grave he said everybody can come in you come on down the steps and you see the tomb is not empty but what you're expecting is not in the tomb the tomb it's it's full the tomb is piled up full of stuff but the one thing you thought was going to be in the tomb it's not here because jesus he's already gone you should have come earlier if you wanted to see jesus laying in the tomb he was only there for like a day and a couple hours like that's how that works there's a little bit of time friday all day saturday a little bit of time sunday jesus was laying in the tomb but he ain't here anymore but you want hope come here there's hope in the tomb you want life oh yeah come over here i got some life in the tomb you have some i got some of that you, you want better days oh yeah <laughs> oh there are a lot of better days in the tomb come on in to the tomb there's all kinds of better days in the tomb you want a future come on down those steps into the tomb come see this oh yeah jesus used to be right here he's not here anymore but man there's there's a future in, in the tomb you want love? Oh, there is a multitude of love in the tomb. Come down the steps. In the tomb, there is love. Oh, yeah. And there's mercy and grace. So when you get kind of enough love, you just go on to the next pile. You grab you some mercy. You grab you some grace. And you just come on in the tomb. Anytime you want, come on in the tomb. You want to come back tomorrow? Come back tomorrow. It'll still be here. Jesus won't, but the tomb will be. You want to come back Tuesday? Come on into the tomb on Tuesday. You come check it out every single day if you need to. You come and you look and you look and you look. Jesus will never be in here again. But hope always will. See, because if he's defeated death, right, and I'm with that guy, I got some hope. If he's defeated the grave and I'm with that guy, oh, I've got, I've got some hope. And every single day, I can come back to the tomb and I can grab some of that. Some of you guys, you're so caught up with going to the cross. I love the cross. But without the tomb, the cross didn't mean anything. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to the cross and I'm going to get my forgiveness right there. But then I'm going to go check out the tomb. <laughs> because, man, this was great. And I'm in love with this. But, man, I'm eventually going to need to leave the funeral and come into the celebration. 
I'm eventually going to need to leave the, the funeral. I'm going to need to walk into the hope. Anybody with me? Anybody tracking with me this morning? So Jesus is saying to us this morning, to those of us who have never been to the empty tomb, you come check it out. Skeptical? Come see. Don't take his word for it. You come see. You want, if you want forgiveness, come on. You can, you can come on by Friday. You can step under the cross on the way there, and you come right on down to the empty tomb or the full tomb, whichever way you want to look at it. Empty of Jesus, full of life. Empty of Jesus, full of hope. You come on to the tomb. You check it out. But he's also saying to all of us that are still, we used to maybe be amazed, and now we're just kind of, yeah, I know. How long has it been since you've come down those steps and you've come to see the place where Jesus used to be? Oh, I don't, I don't feel hope. Well, how long has it been since you've been to the tomb? I don't feel life. Well, how long has it been since you've been to the place where life like began? How, how long has it been? See, the truth of it is this morning... Um, I feel like we've heard this story so many times while standing at the door of the tomb, right? Oh, take my word for it. He ain't in there. But for so many of us, we've yet to come down those steps and to see. And this morning, Jesus is saying, come check it out. Come check it out. Let's pray.